Good evening, passengers. Nah, this intro is garbage. What the fuck is up? Homegrown podcast number 50. Actually, we're 47. Number 47 ranked podcast in the fucking country. Can I get a whoop whoop? All right, whatever. Uh, May the 6th, 2022. Gotta knock out a real short episode because there's a fucking tornado happening outside. That is no exaggeration. Apparently a tornado hit uh, at 5 p.m. I was completely fucking unaware. I was in the Arby's drive-thru, so not sure about the status on that. Uh, I drove from Michigan to Virginia today, um, and that was pretty fucking... That was a shit drive. Um, God, I, I fucking... I'm getting to the point where, like, if I'm alone, I hate long drives. Like if I have like like if I have Alicia with me, they're perfectly cool. If I have Sadie with me, it's cool. But if I'm driving for more than like two hours solo, shit's annoying as fuck. I tried to listen to an audiobook. I don't think audiobooks are for me. And then I drove through a flash flood in West By God, Virginia, which let me just rant. West Virginia, okay? They have this toll road. Goes clean through the middle of their fucking state. Okay, the rest of their state, well, actually, I'm just going to say the entirety of their state is a fucking shithole. All of West Virginia could literally catch on fire and then just and just be pushed into a fucking hole. And you know what my reaction would be? Huh. I hate West Virginia. It's ugly. Um, your politicians let you fucking down. Half of West Virginia is, I mean, it's just just in fucking rough shape. Let me tell you, I used to live near Detroit, okay? I would seldomly take trips to Detroit. I fucking love Detroit. West Virginia is by far the ugliest fucking place I've been. And I know people are like, oh, but you lived in fucking Detroit. You lived in Jacksonville. You lived in all these fucking garbage places. Bro. Fuck you. West Virginia is fucking garbage. I hate that fucking place. Uh, But they have this fucking toll. And for me to drive from Ohio into Virginia, which is, you know, straight through West Virginia, cost me $14 in tolls. So I have elected to not do that because I refuse to pay tolls in a state where the interstate is absolute fucking garbage. There's road work on the toll road the entire time. And, by the way, the rest of your state is literally falling apart around you. But, hey, let's charge people fucking $4 a toll. No, that doesn't make sense. And that's the cheaper one. Like, they're not all $4. So, I have a vendetta against West Virginia, and I'm just bringing it up right off the bat in this podcast. That song by John Denver, Take Me Home. Fuck John Denver. Fuck West Virginia. Country roads, fuck you. Fuck that state, okay? Fuck it. Um, have I already talked? Oh, go to YouTube this Wednesday. Type in Invicta FC and you can watch Alicia's fight. Have I already talked about this? I don't think I have. I'm gonna, if, if I have, then I'm just going to say it again. Go to Invicta FC on YouTube this Wednesday, Women's Wednesday, and you can watch watch Alicia Zapatella fight 
for a strawweight world title as she takes on Emily Ducati. That's my bae. I mean, everybody knows Alicia's my girlfriend. We have been training non-fucking-stop pretty much since her last fight in January. Um, And I'm very, very, very fucking proud of her. And um, Alicia has already held a title at Adam Weight, and she holds a title at Flyweight. This will literally be the trifecta for her, capturing strawweight gold. And I'm incredibly excited to watch. And uh, I can't fucking wait. Uh, Let's just hang on the fights for a second. UFC 274 is tomorrow. Headlined by Charles Oliveira and Justin Gaethje. I've not talked about fighting on here in quite some time. And I have another project cooking, which will be more MMA oriented. Um, So I don't want to give it too, too much time. Oliveira missed weight today. Oliveira missed weight and the UFC stripped him. And he only missed by .5. And the rumor is that he thought he was on weight. Whatever scale they were using, he was on weight. And then went out and missed. Um, So I'm just going to imagine somebody in the team around Charles Oliveira is unemployed after this weekend. Uh, Justin Gaethje is still eligible to win the title. If Charles wins, he will be the number one contender for a vacant title fight. Absolutely anticlimactic. You have Rose Nama Yunus taking on Carla Esparza for UFC strawweight gold. You have Tony fucking Ferguson coming back and fighting Mike Chandler. I literally... I have a connection to Mike, but Tony is one of my all-time favorites. I can't pick a winner in this fight. Truly can't pick a winner in this fight. Uh, And, of course, the time we spent in Las Vegas, part of the time we spent out there was with Donald Cowboy Cerrone taking on Joe Lozon. And I am absolutely pumped to watch Cowboy perform. And uh, I don't want to give away too much, but the Cowboy that I saw in the gym is Vintage Cowboy. So... Get fucking ready for that. Get ready for Absolute Vintage Cowboy this Saturday night. That's tomorrow. So literally after you listen to this episode, uh, you're going to find your fucking stream links. Okay? Watch UFC 274 tomorrow and then tune in this Wednesday to watch Alicia. And I will have a fight announcement very soon. So I know that's probably perplexing to a lot of people because I absolutely fucking hate this sport. But to love this sport, you have to hate it, and that is what I keep telling myself. So I am—I have a hit list, and uh, I got to get this this first one out of the way, and then I will start checking off names. So if you know me, and you think that you know who's on this hit list, you're probably absolutely fucking right. That's all I'm saying. Um, let's get into this episode though. Holy fuck. I've been doing history episodes for a couple weeks now. And, uh, yeah, I've been doing history for a minute now. And I'm just trying to bring up how many of these episodes I've done. So last week we talked about MK Ultra, which is one of my favorite topics to talk about. Uh, before that, we talked about Boston Corbin. Before that, we talked about Chris Benoit. We talked about Richard Nixon. 
we talked about Conor McGregor's dick at one point. I fucking, I forgot about that. Uh, we've talked about some cool shit on this podcast, man. You guys are fucking phenomenal. I charted. So entered the fucking charts at number 50 in the UK. And that is with the help of you guys. So that is, it, it's, it's an honor. Truly. Um, we already talked about John Denver and that piece of shit fucking country road song. Let's talk about another John. We're going to talk about John Lennon. But not really because I actually fucking hate the Beatles. So we're going to talk about the man who killed John Lennon, Mark David Chapman. Are you guys ready? Before we get into this, go to phonesoap.com, use the code TAKEDOWN, and you get 20% off of your order. Also, feel free to hit the link in the bio and donate to our cash app. Because, hey, this podcast ain't free. Let's get into the fucking, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this bitch. I also just want to throw it out there that I'm going to blast through this episode because Alicia and I are about to have dinner. So, let's get it fucking going. Mark David Chapman is the man who fatally shot John Lennon on December 8th, 1980. Here's a fun fact. Uh, Juice World released a song where he uh, talks about, he feels like John Lennon. I'm trying to think of the name of the song. Uh, I'm just going to fucking, we're going to do a Google together. Juice World, John Lennon. Where the fuck? Why won't it just tell me the fucking song? The lyric is really feel like John Lennon. What the fuck ever. Okay. Whatever. If you know the song, fucking send it to me. I know I know the exact line, but I can't um can't think of it. Anyways, he died the exact same day as John Lennon. December the eighth. Uh so let's get into Mark David Chapman, the assailant, right? Uh, Mark Chapman grew up in Decatur, Georgia, and as a teenager, he developed an obsession with the Beatles, but more so specifically, John Lennon. While he was in high school, he became a born-again Christian, and after graduation, he worked for the YMCA and was a counselor for Vietnamese refugees in Fort Chaffee, Arkansas. So... Very... uh, What jumps out at me immediately was that he wasn't always a fucking, like, he wasn't always an asshole, right? Because I feel like you're an asshole if you kill somebody that's like a celebrity. Sorry, that's like a celebrity. I mean, some, you know, whatever. Free Cain Velasquez. Anyways, in 1977, Chapman moved to Hawaii, where he attempted suicide and was taken to a hospital. Later that year, he began working at the facility... First in maintenance and then in its print shop. So, the same hospital that he was um, admitted to, he started working thereafter. And so in 1979, two years later, he was married and became a security guard. And over the next year, he grew increasingly fucking unstable and homicidal. Here's what's fucked up. Here's a little piece of history trivia. 
He became fixated on the novel, The Catcher in the Rye, which, by the way, I'm a huge, 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 huge literature nerd. J.D. Salinger's Catcher in the Rye is absolutely phenomenal. But he became fixated on the disillusioned main character, Holden Caulfield. And so, Mark David Chapman created a list of people he wanted to kill that included Johnny Carson, Elizabeth Taylor, and of course, fucking John Lennon. And he eventually decided on the former uh, member of the Beatles because he'd come to think of him as a phony. And he also thought that um, becoming a murderer would make him famous. So absolutely fucking mental. Right? In October of 1980, Chapman quit his job and shortly after purchased a fucking gun. And I'm not... I'm not even getting into that. Anyways, later that month, he flew to New York City, but changed his mind about killing John and returned back to Hawaii. But then, he went back to New York December the 6th. Two days later, he would wait outside of John Lennon's residence at the Dakota apartment building. In the early evening, he met Lennon, who autographed a copy of the album Double Fantasy, What's crazy is that this moment was literally captured via photograph. Like somebody actually took a photo of John Lennon signing this fellow's album. Uh, That night, John Lennon and his wife Yoko Ono returned home and Chapman shot him in the back. If I recall correctly, I think it was four shots in the back. Um, Chapman remained at the fucking crime scene. Just sat down and started reading the catcher in the rye until he was arrested. Um, so of course Chapman was charged with second degree murder and underwent fucking psychiatric testing because fucking duh. And, uh, he pursued the insanity defense and actually got diagnosed as schizophrenic. Um, but it, it, he got a 20 year sentence. Uh, it was like 20 to life. And so, in 2000, he became eligible for parole, but was denied fucking uh, release. So, where are we at so far? So far, we've learned that this is a very sick and twisted individual that is schizophrenic, cannot determine reality from the not. Uh, In a painful twist of irony, John Lennon had been enjoying his relatively quiet life in New York, and he was like super eager to escape the mobs of people that plagued him in his home of England, and so that's why he moved to the Dakota apartment building in New York. And he once said, people come and ask for autographs or say hi, but they don't bug you. Um... And so what's crazy is Yoko Ono wrote this fucking, um, she wrote this piece that was talking about how fucking crazy it is that somebody could meet her husband and be so full of joy getting him to sign an autograph and then come back later that night and kill him. It's absolutely fucking insane. Uh, So four decades after John Lennon's death, right? That's where we are now. Questions about his killer and what motivated him remain the darkest and most mysterious 
parts of this fucking story. Um, in an interview with People Magazine, Chapman explained that um, pretty much he was he was physically abused by his father. His mother was physically abused by his father. And that kind of fucking, that kind of fucked him up a little bit as a kid. Um, when Chapman was 14 years old, he started using drugs and regularly skipped school. And he claims that he was bullied. That's why he would skip school so often. Um, he said that one time after a prolonged LSD trip, he thought he had became John Lennon. That's crazy. Uh, in a 1966 interview with London Evening Standard, John Lennon proclaimed that his group had became more popular than Jesus. That is what I think started the entire fucking thing. Was uh, when John Lennon said that they were more popular than Jesus. Because, you remember earlier in this story, I noted that Mark David Chapman was a born-again Christian. And Chapman said that he honestly really identified with John until John said that. So I think that more than likely, um, I think more than likely that really soured him. I think this man had a lot of mental health issues that never really got addressed. Um, and what's crazy is that on December 8th, 1980, Chapman left his hotel and bought a copy of the, the Catcher in the Rye. And in the book, he wrote, this is my statement, and he signed it, Holden Caulfield. So that's what's crazy. Like, whenever they got the book from him at the scene of the crime, that is what they discovered. So that's fucking, that's twisted. And uh, so that he was interrogated, obviously, by police, and they asked him about his interaction with John Lennon. And he said he was very kind to me, ironically very kind, and was very patient with me. The limousine was waiting, and he took his time with me, and he got the pen going, and he signed my album. He asked me if I needed anything else, and I said, no, sir. And he walked away, very cordial and decent. When the car pulled up and Yoko got out, something in the back of my mind was going, do it. Do it. I stepped off the curve, walked, turned. I took the gun and just shot. Uh, it was a thirty-eight special with one missing and hitting a window. The rest hitting John Lennon in the back and in the shoulder, puncturing both subclavian artery and lung. Uh, Mark David Chapman said, I was frozen, standing there frozen, and my gun was at my side, still in my hand. He shook the gun out of my hand and kicked the gun across the pavement, uh, referring to one of the people that was there that just disarmed him. Um, it's fucking crazy. The dude tried to plead insanity. It didn't work. Um, there's a whole big, long interview that I could play part of but I'm not gonna um in 2014 cause Mark David Chapman is still alive in 2014 he said I'm sorry for being such an idiot and choosing the wrong way for glory and that Jesus had forgiven him so I think that this was 
like when you break it down, why was John Lennon shot? I think that he had a fan that was delusional, that had a lot of mental health issues that weren't properly um, investigated, and they weren't properly uh, handled. You know, earlier in the story, we, we read that he was in a uh, psychiatric facility in Hawaii. He was checked into it. Well, how did nobody how did nobody medicate this guy? How did nobody understand what this fella needed? So I don't think that a gun problem is the reason John Lennon's dead. I don't think that it was an ego thing. I don't think it was anything other than a mental health issue. And that is what's so sad is that a lot of people struggle with mental health problems and things like this could definitely be avoided. But that is your history lesson for the day. The man who shot John Lennon, Mark David Chapman. I'm about to have dinner with my girlfriend. I'm sorry that this was a very fast episode. I think we still managed to knock it out a little bit. I think this is longer than the Chris Benoit episode. And I just gave you guys a pretty huge piece of history in less than 20 some odd fucking minutes. So yeah. Hope you guys have a good day. I'm going to pop out some more episodes this week. They're going to be a little bit longer and more in-depth. Like I said, I just wanted to put this out and make sure that you guys had some content before I have dinner and enjoy the fights coming up. I hope you guys have a good rest of your weekend. UFC 274 tomorrow night and Invicta on Wednesday. Watch my girlfriend beat the fuck out of Emily Ducati. Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Love you guys.